Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, straight back from Coachella. Hey, none of us. Oh, okay. I was like, none wait of a us. <laughs> not a single soul. <laughs> none of us is straight back here from Coachella. But I heard it was fire, though. It gotta be. It's hot. It, it gotta be fire mm. for four hundred fifty dollars. Oh hell, for four hundred fifty dollars per night or for the whole weekend? Mm. Uh, to ticket. So does that go for all, all the, the whole weekend? Yeah. But you know, you got to pay the camp. You, know, you got to pay the travel. You got to do right. all this other stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. F- for $700, Frank Ocean didn't have to do Mm-mm. that to him. What he do to him? Oh, oh he, you in here? He was late and then only played like a song and a half Dang. and then was like, well, I'll see y'all next year. Wow. <laughs> it, it's even worse than that. He came up there and did one of these. Y'all sing the song. Oh. And it was just kind of like karaoke. A potato. <laughs> Is Frank Ocean still a hit maker? Uh, he hasn't released anything. Was, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Coachella had the first ever Indian performer. Oh, who? Dilji Dosanjh. Very cool. Yeah, so that was, that was a big deal. That's Nav cool. has never been to Coachella? Well, he was, no, this is like... He was singing Punjabi music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Diljit Dosanj. Diljit Dosanj. Yeah, damn. Oh, I was like kind really of expecting fate. you to stumble on that. No, 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 no. I'm trying. Like <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Diljit <laughs> for repping the culture. Very cool Good for him, Diljit. All right. Well, uh, Sunil was out there racing on horses. How was that? <laughs> that was like a he month was horse ago. racing. Yeah. No, nah, <laughs> I went to uh, I went to Mexico. Oh, oh, and yeah, I rode right. horses. So it was a cruise. It stopped in um, Cabo and it stopped in Ensenada. So the video that you guys saw is me riding a horse in, on the beaches of Cabo. You just heard the Old Spice whistle. Yeah, it was pretty fire. My first time ever riding a horse. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Christopher Reeves. Yeah. I was, and, what? And it was kind of wild because- <laughs> Don't um, call him that. <laughs> That's why he broke his neck. Knock on wood, it didn't happen. I'm still here. Come on, okay. it's a joke. <laughs> it's not. I'm about to ride the horse. I already rode him. It. I already <laughs> rode the horse. I survived, but it was kind of wild because um, there was some locals that were there, some kids that were playing around, and I guess there was like a sign, like a stop sign or something that was uh, tipped over for whatever reason. 
So these kids were like grabbing it. So it was metal dragging on the ground. And uh, there was a group of us riding these horses. And then the horses got freaked out. Ah, so I'm on this horse, right? And this horse is like super broken in, super trained. Like it's chilling, right? I'm, I've never ridden a horse. So if this horse starts doing some crazy stuff, I just barely learned in 10 seconds how to ride a horse. Right. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden this horse gets spooked and it's like, 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 uh, bolts the other opposite direction. I'm like, whoa! And luckily, listen and stuff. But that could have been crazy. You see, he almost did. That could have been crazy. Why are you saying that? But my because horse, you said it first. my horse El Nino. <laughs> shout out El Nino there over go. there. Like, thank you for keeping me safe. Let me ask you a question. When I went to Mexico, I went to uh, Tijuana. Yeah, you did. Uh, actually, I went to Rosarito, and they put the horses in front of uh, like the wall. Mm-hmm. And so they look like they're sleeping or. They- so this was like a ranch. So these horses, they had like a, they had one where they were tied up. So this, these have rules for the horses and stuff like that. They could only do so many tours yeah. and then they have a, 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 pen, a pen where they could like run freely and stuff like that. Okay. And they'll let them run free on the beach and stuff. Okay. And then okay. they'll come back and stuff. So these horses weren't like that. But the thing that was interesting, there's flies all around them, which mm. kind of sucks. Like a lot of flies. And they're just like trying to like blow the flies and stuff. But I think it's also because I think it's just natural for that's what they come horse flies. flies. Yeah, are they called horse flies? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So that's like oh. I guess it's a real thing. The more we know. Yeah. All right. So you had a good time. Yeah, I had a great time. You went by yourself? Yeah. Damn. I did the cruise by myself. Um, thank God I did the unlimited drink pass, but it was not really unlimited. But you just don't have to pay for it on thing because that's how I made all my friends. And uh, interesting and. In, Interestingly enough, there was quite a few people that were on the boat by themselves. <laughs> Men and female. What uh, cruise line did you go to? Carnival. Carnival. Yeah. But um, so one thing, so I'm an instigator, of, of course. So like the unlimited drinks is really like your 15 drinks. Unli- you get 15 drinks that are unlimited per day. Mm. Right? So, and then oh they goodness. cut you off. You can't even buy drinks after that. So 15 drinks is a lot. Yeah. So, uh, I started challenge. We just started challenging people to get to fifteen, and uh, so like one night I got the whole crew that was hanging out like got them toast to where it affected their next day. Um, I was the only one up. I was going to the gym every morning, like all that kind of stuff. So I was like, for some reason, my liver was killing it, but uh, it wasn't like that for everybody. <laughs> killing it for him? Yeah, killing, killing him. everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like people were like, yo, I can't drink today and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, we'll do it again tomorrow then. Should, you should have called them out. All right, punk. Yeah, I met I met like, I met like some really cool people that I'm still in touch with right now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Baddies? Uh, yeah, I, would, I mean, there's cool, cool on both sides. Guys and girls. Good. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I'm happy to hear I that. I met an NFL player that's currently playing in the NFL. Like, kick, mm-hmm. like we t- we were still in touch and stuff like that. Wow. Nice. So it's not Colin Kaepernick. Nah, it's he's not. still playing. It's not. <laughs> still playing, but yeah, I had a great time. I, I actually recommend. So like, so <laughs> so it's kind of funny that you talked about baddies because my boy was asking me about from my, my boy from Florida was asking me about cruising. I'm like, yo, there's a certain like type of a uh, woman that's going to be on these cruises that are out there like having a good time on these cruises. Yes. It's different from like mm-hmm. girls that you take straight to the islands or straight to like the taking a boat to a tropical destination girl is different from 
I'm going straight to the destination, girl. So you got to not necessarily, and I'm saying like all of them are great, but I'm just saying like there's a, a different. In age. Not, so not only age, but also I would say monetary and expectation. So you're saying Marcus Houston is not going on the boat. It's possible. He, he, I mean, there's families there. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, there's a lot of family reunions. There's a lot of teenagers on that boat. So yeah, Marcus Houston might. Marcus Houston might have found his wife on a boat cruise line. Who knows? So right. <laughs> Harry, Harry Belafonte has passed oh. away. That's the segue you're going with? There's no segue. Okay. okay. Legendary. Damn. <laughs> you know what's really crazy to me? The craziest thing is a lot of people go, um, they, you know, somebody goes, Dayo, right? And someone goes, he sang that song? Yeah. I s- really I've seen sad. him live. <laughs> I've seen Harry Belafonte live. He came to Bakersfield. I saw him with my family at the Fox Theater. He's great. Oh, it was, obviously, he was older. But um, yeah, I've seen him live, seen that song. He still knew, knew how to rock the mic. It was great. Man. I wish I, I could have seen him. Yeah. There, I have another regret. Um, before I left Florida, B.B. King came to my city. Really? And I didn't oh, get a chance didn't to see him. Wow. But I didn't know at the time what an impactful person Harry Belafonte was. Yeah. Right? Because obviously when he was coming up, you know, what he did for civil rights, what he did as being, you know, a black man in the industry, mm-hmm. um, even though he's Caribbean, right? No, he's from New York. Is he from, but is his background Caribbean? Yeah, yeah. probably. So, um, yeah, I didn't know the impact that he had and obviously didn't know historically what what a huge, you know, character he was. I think that song... Is an activist song. Damn. The banana boat song. I think the finances from that song is the activist part. Mm. Yeah. Because he funded a lot of the activism that was happening. From that kind of stuff. From the music, but, yeah. But, you know, he was an actor, singer, activist. You know, great, great soul, man. Yeah. Well respected. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. For sure. I've never heard any kind of negativity or drama or surrounding him as far as like negative stuff. I don't know if I, I may not have done enough research, but because clearly yeah, you're smirking. Because so. um, <laughs> clearly Kelby's smirking, but. <laughs> but, but we don't have to highlight that. So. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, whatever. Dude. Um, another legend has passed away and his name is Gerald Springer, Ugh. the former mayor of Cincinnati. Jerry, Jerry. Jerry. Talk about drama. What hasn't Jerry Springer done though, man? He's been Passed a mayor. Away. He's a lawyer. He he was a judge. He did that already. Yeah. Well, that's his. That's the final act. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to me, man. Um, first of all, shout out to Google, mainly because when you Google Jerry Springer's name, it just says Mayor of Cincinnati, former that's Mayor of Cincinnati. Awesome. And you would imagine it being like you know talk show host or whatever, but it's not the wrong Jerry Springer. That's yeah, yeah, no, yeah, okay. no, no. It's, so he was in politics early on, and uh, him joining the media game and becoming the Jerry Springer, the I'm sick, I'm gonna stay home and watch TV guy. Yeah, him, right. Maury, yeah, Judge Judy. But they like did it. Wasn't Jerry the first person to get into the salacious TV? He probably yeah, yeah. no, he I revolutionized that, salacious television. Right. We're here because of Jerry. Yeah, I mean maybe society is 
yeah. than where we at right now because of Jerry. Yeah. Good uh, or bad, right? Uh, well. <laughs> Good or bad. <laughs> that's like, that's <laughs> one of the debates that has come up. Is like was je- was he good for was he good society? for society? Right. But here's the thing: society is not developed on a television show. It's just mirrored. It can be influenced heavily, and we've seen that through the media. I disagree with that. I think that a lot of society is influenced and created through television in no, Hollywood. Yes, that I don't is think it's true. mirrored. I, that is true, ish. But at the time, you're thinking about social media era. I'm thinking about, did Jerry create these people? No. He just found hillbillies and little people. A lot and of said, it was fight. fake, bro. Of, yeah, of course it yeah, is. Yeah, so I don't but, know. <laughs> you know, it's television. Yeah, but, but he enhanced it and created the storylines, bro. He he Maybe there's like a little bit, but he put a microscope on it and then was like embellished a lot to create it to be what it is. So do you think that Jerry Springer is a bad man? <laughs> I don't know what I mean. Bad and good, I think, is is relative. Like I, to me, I think he put the content out there, and the fact that society ate it up. I don't think that's Jerry Springer's fault. Like if he did all this stuff and nobody was into it, then he would have changed. But the fact that everybody got into it, that's not Jerry's fault. Like, so I don't blame him per se. I blame you know us as a society for being degenerates. I don't believe that society was not as crazy as it was before Jerry Springer. I don't believe that that they You think it's crazier then than it is now? You think or you think I, it's the same? I think society has been completely insane since the days of um of of Babylon. <laughs> wow. That would be it's a long time. <laughs> OG. But if you think if you think about it, I say that because um you know, if you think biblically, right, yeah. there was there was the um, the places that were torn down because they were doing the wildest stuff, right? Like the brothels? Like Sodom. No, it's, thank you, Sodom uh, and Gomorrah. Oh, we're going biblical, biblical. Right, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, no, yeah. Okay, like okay. Sodom and Gomorrah, the book they once. were doing, <laughs> I mean, they're so doing all the, all the worst things, Sodom and Gomorrah. But then okay. if you think about it earlier than that, yeah. Um, what happens? Anybody know? Nah, man, you talking to Earlier than Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah? Gomorrah? Yeah, earlier. Obviously, there was a a wild rave on the Ark. Bingo. (laughs) There was a wild rave on the Ark. Mm. And the Ark only existed because God was like, yo, this thing is trash. Let's try it again. Let's redo. Right? And so it's like, how how can we really think that society was perfect or not perfect, but less salacious at a specific point in time when the Romans were doing crazy stuff? The French were doing crazy stuff. So there's Sodom and Gomorrah that existed. If you just read the Bible, it's crazier than anything you can think of. It's just like, you know, I think Jerry was just the one who was like, yo, we should put this on camera, yo. This is crazy. Maybe. I definitely think that society is dwindling down more and is worse now than it was 50 years ago. I think there's the realization that it's worse now. Yeah. It's it's. It's worse than you thought it was. I no, think I think morality I is different now. What what is right and wrong to certain people are different now than what was right and wrong. Okay, 50 let's years get into ago. this. How is that possible if prostitution revolutionized the West? Yeah, but that's only one aspect. What what aspect? Like so, prostitution has been around forever, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's what they say was the oldest. Um, oldest profession. Oldest profession in the world, right? But 
that aspect is there, but that doesn't, I don't think that necessarily means that, okay, because this one thing was there forever means that things haven't gotten worse since then. Why? Because I just think that there's different things like back in the, like, for example, and I, certain things I think that never would have been considered a possibility are starting to become possibilities now. Things like what? Pedophilia. Nope. Not new. The, the fact that people are saying that you shouldn't judge somebody that's pedophilia. There's nothing new about that. I think there's been people that have in other cultures that are like, that used to be, I mean, my grandmother got married at 13 to somebody who was like 26, 28, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then society got to a certain point to realize that's not good. Mm -hmm. And now it's trying to go back to, hey, that's, you know, it should be all right. So what you're saying is the world operates in a more cyclical cycle than you recognize. Maybe, maybe it's recognition, but I, yeah, I think that, you know, there was a enlightenment that happened, whether it be mm-hmm. through religion, whether it be through, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. And then it de- it's the degradation is, is happening again. If that's cyclical and I just didn't know it, maybe, but I can only go off of where the lifetime that I've been on the planet. That's interesting. That's interesting. Cyclical because yeah. it was like wild. And then obviously the Bible was like, Hey, and then God showed up and mm-hmm. then people started believing in God and it was this whole thing. And then it got a little too far extreme Bingo. where it was like, no, you can't even blink because the Lord right. is coming at you. And for forty nine ninety nine, you just buy my book. <laughs> You'd be good. Um, Thank you, Mr. Olstein. Um, but <laughs> but then it was like, now kids nowadays are like, I don't want to believe in God. I don't want to deal with this religion thing. That's mm-hmm. too tight. That's too yeah. conf- um, conforming. That's too whatever. And now it's going back the other way on the dial. There you go. But that's only, on the, that's only in the West, though. Eating Tide Pods. And- no, it's not. No, nah, I mean, if you go to more cultural societies, societies that aren't as influenced on the West, it's still... Like back in the day. I don't believe that. Well, when's the last time you've been to Middle East? So I have never been to the Middle East. When's the last time you've been to India? However, Mm -hmm. what I will say is if you follow economic trends, you can learn a lot about what has changed in different countries. So if we talk about a country like... Let me be careful about what I say. Um... Certain countries that adopted capitalism Mm -hmm. within the last 30 years, you'll recognize what free market does to the ideology and the culture of those countries in a very short period of time. And then you, you can find either tumultuous change or you can find uh, positive change. You can find, negative change there's there's enough information that says that influence does travel even china is not as communist as it once was and and you can learn that through an economic um realization of what has happened in the last 50 years china should be the number one um 
the number one uh, country that you go, oh, they've been the same for a long time because we have so much information about China mm -hmm. and how much they don't change, but they do. They just maybe but change what's a little culturally slower. different in China than, like, what's different about, um, <clears throat> like, when we're talking about degradation, what has changed there that wasn't there before? Like, as far as what could you point to? The influence of the West. But what? I mean, but influence of the West can mean now they use toilets instead of a hole in the thing. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we're talking. We're talking about cultural influence. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> if you think about Asian countries. Uh, what do they what do they lean upon to develop their country? Black Black American media. Mm -hmm. They adopt a lot of Black American ideas. They adopt a lot of Black American music, um, um, uh, clothing. A, a lot of these things. There is nothing on earth that remains stagnant. There's nothing. But you're still not pointing to something that when we're talking about like that, their values have changed. Their values have changed. You can name an example. Well, okay. Let's say the aspect of communism. The the fact that they strictly believe in their one leader and what they can offer to the world. Same as the USSR. Mm -hmm. There are some people who do believe in that still. And then culturally they change. That is one of the reasons why the USSR collapsed because the next generation did not believe in the same cultural values as the one before that. So in China, they're still communists. They are under a the communist name, but are they economically co communist? 100% no. Well, they use, they use, uh, well, they are because every single business is part of the government. That doesn't mean it's that doesn't mean that there's not access to free markets, which it's which there is more now than ever. Because that is what developed their economy. Do you ever wonder why China was one of the poorest places when we were kids and then now all of a sudden they have this booming? Well, economy? no, I think that they learned how to hustle the system, but it still goes through the government. They're just they're just investing and they're investing in other countries and using other people's resources to build their own. But they still have their same morals and values as far as how they do. They still have. So you think that China is the same, has the same culture from a hundred years ago? No, I'm, but what I'm saying is, if you go to the average Chinese person, their beliefs about right and wrong are going to be more similar to back in the day than an American's beliefs of right and wrong versus the same time frame. So we're saying the same thing, whether it's similar or the same. It is not one or the other. Yeah, but I, I'm not saying it's going to be exact. What I'm saying is the level of quote-unquote degradation is going to be different in different societies. I think in the West, we try to say, oh, well, every whatever's cool here is how the rest of the world is thinking, but it's not, it's not like that. Like The certain arguments and debates that happen in the West are not the same debates that are happening in Africa, that are happening in India, that are happening in even Russia and stuff like that. And you're starting to see that like more of these countries are coming out. Um, you know, you see these African countries that are talking about, you know, us, you guys are worried about this, this, and this, mm -hmm. but we're not worried about that here. We're just focused on. Let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. If there's a country in Africa that has to make a law that says, if you identify as a thingamajig, uh, you, then we can potentially sentence you to death. If they, if nobody worried about that, what would be the point in making the law? 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't think that that's a new law. I think it's just being uh, publicized now. Why? It was always a law for them, but the West is saying, why are these laws happening? Like, why do you have this law in the books? And they're like, why would we change something that's always been a part of our society? It's it's not a response to the United States. It's not the people of that country saying that we should change this law either. I'm saying... They didn't make a law. That was always there. That's what I'm trying to say is like these other cultures already had their stuff in. It's the West that are doing interviews like with their politicians that are saying, well, why why is this human thing not like this? Or why is your culture not like this? Or why do you guys have these type of laws? I don't, that's the West trying to change what other cultures are thinking about. I don't really think that that's fair to say. I think that, yes, there's, there's changes that happen here, but to believe that the rest of the world is, (laughs) their ice is melting differently than ours is just like, what? But you're talking very like abstract and i'm going straight to like a certain point like you yeah but that doesn't you brought up the law that law has always been on the books it's being publicized now Mm -hmm. because they're they were doing like uh interviews with different bbc and all these kind of things and Mm -hmm. now because the west is really focused on certain aspects right Mm -hmm. we know that Mm -hmm. they're asking these questions and they're defending that hey that's not something that we believe in so my question is is that a response to us yes no that question would have never been it, it the, they've had those interviews for years mm-hmm. it, those questions weren't brought up before but now the west is focused on certain things so those things are being brought up in every single conversation it, that doesn't make any sense okay I, well, I I say that I say that respectfully because I can't imagine being the ruler of a country and being like we're gonna highlight something here that already exists as a response to another country that has nothing to do with us. They're and, not. And it's, and it's also not something that we, the people, worry about. So if it's not something that people are worrying about, then what's the point in bringing it up? They're they, not bringing it up. That's what, that's what I don't understand what you're talking about. They are bringing it up. They're not coming out and saying, this is what we are. They were, there was an interview that was done. Mm-hmm. With, a, with with some of these African politicians, presidents. Mm-hmm. The question that was asked by the BBC right. was, hey, are you now that you're president, are you going to change this law? Mm-hmm. They didn't say, they didn't bring it up. That was the BBC asked them. So they answered. So how is that? This, the this, is, this is different than what I got, the information I got. Okay. And well, it was, and it was, they are making a law about it. And what I saw was their leader saying, if you identify as this, you could be subject to death. I didn't see the BBC thing. I saw a new thing. All of that has already been on the books. It's not new laws that are being created. People are asking because there's new regimes coming in. Are you going to continue the same policies from the previous regime? Are so here's my, the here's the real policy? question then. Do you think that none of that's, none of that, exists in their country and it's not something that is 
affecting their people. Do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's the same. And the reason why I know is because I've been to India and I go to India and I know how different it is, the conversations mm-hmm. that are that were in the West at the same time. The so conversation is not what I'm talking I'm, about. So the conversations, how it's affecting all that kind the things that other countries are worried about are not the same as what our country worries about. And I know that factually because I still have connections to people in all of these different countries. And I asked them, dude, are you guys dealing with like, they're like, why are you like, your country's crazy now, bro. The mm-hmm. type of conversation and all that kind of stuff. I can't believe like the stuff that you guys are talking about over there. So yeah, yeah I do think I mean, it's different. And I think that it's naive to think that just because it's happening here, that it's happening elsewhere. That's where that's what I think is one of the primary problems with this country mm-hmm. is thinking that just because it's here that everybody feels the same way and it's not accurate. We have that narcissism. Trip I don't. In our I don't believe. I don't, you're saying belief. You're saying all these things. You're not talking about I actual fact. You're, this is how you feel. feel yeah, but but this is what I'm going to tell you. I think that a lot of people operate in a sense of like I, I know ten people in one region. And they say this one thing, so it must be true. And he has a billion people. So what I'm asking you is not so much as what are people saying. I'm just saying there's no way that that the West has this growing thing and it's nowhere else. Nobody else is talking about it. It's impossible. It is impossible. But of course there's going to be people talking about it. But what I'm saying is the thrust or what's most important to certain cultures or how even those conversations are going in different cultures are different than what they are here. It starts in the West. Can it influence other cultures? Sure. But is it innately coming from within that country? If like the West wasn't there and there was no TV and there was no this and there was no that, would there be those same conversations based off of what's going on in that culture and society and all that kind of stuff? I would say they there wouldn't be. Yeah, now like everybody has the internet. So if there's certain aspects to a thing that are like, oh, well, I believe in that too, or because these people are saying it, it's cool. So let me start creating this, uh, creating a ruckus about it here. But I'm saying innately, the same debates that happen in different cult- countries are not the same debates that happen in the US. Okay. Based off of because societies are built off of different morals and values. The morals and values of India, the morals and values of the Middle East are much different from the morals and values of the U.S. Right. But okay, let's say historically we know that there are parts of Europe that are more sexually liberated than the United States. Sure. There are poor, there are, we know that Roman people were had a lot of homosexuality. Sure. How is it all of a sudden now the the... All of those countries are considered the West. Europe is considered the West too. Okay, so let's go even more east then. Yeah. So are, let's think about Thailand. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of an obvious one. What's Thailand known for? Uh, Tourist wise, yeah, the red light district. Yeah, and then also what? What else? Mm. Lady boys. Sure. Yeah. There's even that in in India. Okay. So that's the point I'm going to be referred to. I'm sorry, but that's, I'm just saying like the popular terminology that I don't know what, I'm sorry. I don't know the right term, but I'm just saying I can't even wrap around, wrap that around my mind that it's just like this damn country. It's just going down to it and nobody out. It's just but like, you're, you're talking, but the way that it's framed in, so I could, I can't speak to Thailand cause I know, but I know for in India, 
there's we call them chukkas. They're half man, half women. They're born hermaphrodites, okay. right? Intersex or whatever it's called. There, there's not this, um, like they're known for a specific thing, and they're known to have some kind of like uh, mystic powers and things like that. Like in culture, they're looked to that way. There's not this movement of people saying I'm born in the wrong body. So it's a different. Do those, does that exist? Yes. Is there the government trying to give rights or trying to say children should be doing this and children should be doing that? That's where I'm saying is completely different. Those conversations aren't happening. There's there's not even the thought of that kind of stuff that's going on like here in the West and stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying is different. Yeah, all of this stuff exists. Nobody's trying to act like it doesn't exist in other countries. How those conversations are being framed, what kind of debates are happening from is absolutely different. So the only thing I can say to that is being, we're all, you know, we're all, I think we're all first generation. I think that in my home country, a long time ago, if somebody came out as X, Y, and Z, they would be killed, right? Mm -hmm. I think the conversation in other countries could just be framed differently. They, other types of people do exist now, and before they might have been killed, and now they're just like, this is just something we don't talk about. That is a huge difference from killing. Sure, you know what I mean. That's the only point I'm making. I'm just saying that the what you're what you're saying is there is this extreme difference where to me the difference is not so extreme. It's just different, and over time, things do change. It, it's the constant thing that sure. always happens. So I'm just saying, to me, it doesn't make sense to just say that it's only happening here when that's not true yeah but that's where i think you're just talking about levels yes. yeah but i'm talking about there's a distinct difference between what's going on in the u.s and what's going on in other countries i will argue that because like i said you know there there's people from other countries that are saying you know you guys are crazy in the u.s for what what you guys are focused on and that's like rampant now Mm. Where, you know, different like politicians from other countries are like, you guys are focused on all this stuff in your country. We're not worried about that. That's like never happened before either. Mm. So, yeah, I think there's I think that there's this level of feeling that like you, certain things that are happening in the U.S. means it's happening everywhere else. And it's not true. Or the West in general, because I think Europe is very similar. Canada, all that kind of stuff. Even when I went to Mexico, it's a completely different vibe than what's going on in the streets out here. Even though there's all that danger and there's gangs and, you know, but, you know, you talk to a, a regular person and they're, it's different. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you could probably go around on, in circles with this, but yeah, I just, uh, I get, I get your point. Um, I guess maybe I have to do some more traveling. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, Jerry Springer. Passed away. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Rest in peace, Harry Belafonte. There's also the lady who uh, accused Emmett Till of whistling at her. Mm -hmm. She's passed away as well. She doesn't have to rest in peace. Nah. Uh, <laughs> nah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she lived to like 88 years old. Yeah, I hope she's tormented. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Biden uh, has announced his re-election. Chris? <laughs> Well, how we feel about this? 
It's going to be 20... When was the last election? 2020. It's going to be 2020 all over again. Man. Here we go. Man. And, and we saw it with Trump's uh, bird graveyard <laughs> speech for the second time. You want to go to a bird cemetery? Go to a windmill. <laughs> it's rampant. I never understood wind. <laughs> How do you feel, Sunil? I was talking to Chris about this before we, we started recording. It shows how unserious our election process is that we're going to have Biden and Trump, most likely. Like, that's what most people are thinking is going to be the 2024 election. Like, of the billions of people that are in the U.S., those are the two that we have as choices to be able to run our country. It shows how corrupt our system is. Why do you say that? Because there's so many better choices. That like who? I mean, probably the president of the local chapter of something is probably better than Biden and Trump. I'm talking about like, just like as far as just, it's so hard and it's so un, what like, not unattainable, but like, the people who should be running the country, it's not appealing to them to actually do it because of all of the stuff BS you have to go through to be a politician in this country. Like it's I just think that we the if those if it's in those two people's hands, like it doesn't even make me excited about voting for anybody. Hmm. It's just gonna be chaos again. What do you think, sir? <clears throat> You're excited about Biden versus Trump as far as uh, your choices and who you want to vote for? I think it's interesting that the DNC, they're not going to have, what was it, debates? Mm-hmm. So it's just a shoe-in, right? Yeah. It's a shoe-in for, for Joe Biden. Um, My response to, like, who's running the country, I kind of don't think um the person the persons in front of us are so spectacular when we're when we're like really thinking about it and i think we kind of get lost in that spectacle of like when you mean one second i i think we get lost in the idea of like oh my gosh not these people right but then Imagine if it was just another person, right? It was just another person that comes up. And why is that other person better, a better decision? So I think there has been hard lessons learned uh, since politics has become more of a general theatrical conversation amongst people. And with that being said, it's elevated to this platform where everybody knows what's happening almost all the time. There's like too much transparency, even though there's not enough transparency. So if you go back and you're like, okay, let me think about the quality of life that I've had in these specific terms. You, you can, you can kind of parse out how quickly things change Mm -hmm. depending on what's important to you. So if you think about 
life under Bush, then you think about life under Obama, then you think about life under Trump, and you think about life under Biden. There's very specific things that you really remember. Mm-hmm. And I, and for me, when it was life under uh, um, Bush, I remember war, right? I just remember war. And then when it's, when it's life under Obama, I remember um, uh, the collapse, right? Like financial collapse. And then when I when it's tr- tr- Trump, I just remember like hysteria, right? Like everybody's going crazy. And then the political aspects of it kind of got thrown away. But then I'm old enough now to recognize my my life in an economic sense. So now I'm like, well, at least I'm making a little bit more money. But the world around me seems like it's it's blowing up and mm-hmm. it's fiery. And now that I'm a little bit older and Biden's president now, what's the thing that affects me most? Okay. The thing that I'm thinking about most is how can I buy a house? How can I elevate my game? And oh, why is it so much harder? Why does it seem unattainable? These are the things that I'm more paying attention to. So do I really care if there is a specific name that runs, if they're 80 years old, if they're 90 years old, if they're 20 years old? I don't really care that much. I really do think that if a 180-year-old person came through and had the ideas that said, look, These are all the things that you have experienced in life. Most of them are negative. I just want to develop a strategy for you to have a better, easier, happier life. I would just take it. And I I don't want to get lost in the like, not Joe. Joe has nothing to do with it. Joe's ideas have everything to do sure. with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what we're arguing. That's to. what we're talking about. Is what did that, you think his we're ideals about? are uh, both of their ideals are probably I don't know, not healthy. You know? Uh well That's what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about like the people. I'm talking about that Joe Biden, his whole career has been politics. Right. So for me, like so this this one thing that I give Trump over Biden or these career politicians is at least he's done something outside of and created something outside of politics. So for me, there's some value to that, being able to have a successful business, being able to run a successful business, all this stuff with, um, what's it called, Uh, The Apprentice and all those types of things. Stuff I don't like about Trump is obviously the narcissism and, you know, the way that he creates just more chaos type of stuff, right? So that, I think that also, because it just creates a society where, I think it, it it's not him that created it, but it's brought it to the forefront where you just saw how the media went against them. And then all of a sudden the media just started uh, lying just to prove a point, which I think is horrible. Now, they might have always done that. Right. But it just came more to light um, during the Trump when Trump was president and all that kind of stuff. You start seeing just normal people going at arms about stuff like you mentioned that doesn't really even matter right like that isn't necessarily affecting us on a like day-to-day basis but just because it's in the atmosphere people are just like friendships are lost uh family members are put put against each other like just the whole like us versus them mentality i think got enhanced to a certain extent under the trump regime whether it was trump that created that or the response to trump that created that the lightning rod was Trump, right? Not saying that I, I I agree with a lot of the policies that Trump put in. I think that as a president, like how he ran things, I would say is better than how it's being run right now. But I also would like somebody that maybe has similar policies to Trump that isn't Trump 
to be able to run because I just think there's so much baggage with Trump that makes it hard to just look at it based off. I don't think people focus on the policies, unfortunately, when it comes to Trump. That was my point. That's my exact point. Mm -hmm. I think that that there's so much of a spectacle about who these people are that... I mean, none of that stuff really affects it just you. Yeah, yeah, that's it what. Distracts. That's my exact point. Right. I'm just saying that when I hear people, I was reading comments of people who, like, when he said that he wanted to run again, they were. It was like nothing about the direct impact on them. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, he's so old, or like whatever. And it's just kind of like Are you talking about Biden. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I just wish that it wasn't that because. Unfortunately, you feel it more and more and more and more the more you desire out of life, you know, what these what these people actually do and their plans and all that stuff. But most voters are uneducated. Most voters aren't aren't doing their research, right? That's why um the way that politicians market is based off of Emotion. They they're going off mm-hmm. of feeling. Like most people feel. Oh, I just feel like he's a better. You know, or right. or you know, Democrats are really good at marketing themselves and creating a different lane where people think that hey, you just vote Democrat no matter what. Just like the Republicans, they have a certain base. They just keep marketing towards that base because they'll just vote Republican no matter what. Mm-hmm. There's a very small portion of the U.S. that's actually thinking for themselves and doing their own research and all that kind of stuff. But when I talk, when I'm talking about there's better people out there, I'm talking about better solutions. Mm-hmm. So that's what I meant. Like there's What's something that you really want a solution for? I would want I like the people that um their solutions are less government. Those are the type of people. So like for example, somebody that I wish became president that never became president was Ron Paul. I felt like his policies and the stuff that he was promoting when everybody thought he was just a quack and he was just crazy and all that kind of stuff. If we would have listened to him and we would have gave him power over um, being able to maybe shape the narrative about what U.S. and U.S. government should be, I think we've been in a better better place. Can you give me an idea that he you, he has that you like? So his look views on foreign policy, saying mm-hmm. that we shouldn't get involved in stuff that doesn't have anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. The police state of the U.S., where we just kind of go in there and do all these regime changes and all that kind of stuff. His focus was like, no, we got to take care of home base first. All that money we're putting into the military and sending overseas to do all this kind of stuff, use that finances to to create solutions here in the U.S. for our people. What's something that you want uh, in the next term? Uh, I guess it is related to economy, just more um, more looking out for homeless people. Mm-hmm. Kind of a big thing, but I guess that's technically related to the economy. And I think you one thing that you always mention, obviously if it, it, it affects home base, is like how teachers are treated in this country. Yes, I think... Um, Public education needs support. The people that work in public education need more support than they're getting. And and that's not talking about superintendents or higher-ups that get all the checks. I'm talking about people on the ground, teachers and all that stuff. Now, is that really a government thing versus a state thing? I don't know. But It's a union thing. Oh, don't even get me started. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's more like what I'm... But I do think on. that who's in charge greatly affects the narrative like what the narrative of the country is going to be mm-hmm. 
And what what's something that you think is extremely important that you would the way that I look at almost everything is if um people have the opportunity to be economically sound, most problems will go away. Sure. Yep. That's just how I see things. Because uh on average, if people are poor, then they're unstable. Yeah. Once they're unstable, they have every opportunity to tear themselves down. And when you tear yourself down, you have every opportunity to tear other people down. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing in life is creating opportunities for we the people to be safe economically, to be able to to purchase homes, to be able to um grow businesses to be able to um, fulfill our dreams and then also develop something for the next generation as well behind us. I don't necessarily totally believe that it is uh, fair for us to want to have to expect a lot of the things to come from the government. I think if they can give us the opportunity to be as successful as we want to be, we can take care of ourselves and we can take care of each other. Yeah. I think that for me, I think a lot of people feel like the government should be taking like pressure off of people. I don't necessarily think pressure is a bad thing. I think pressure creates like forces you to start doing things for yourself. But I do think that there should be less stress. There's certain things that the government that could do to take stress away from people because I agree with you. When people are stressed, they're not thinking clearly. And when people aren't thinking clearly, that's when desperation happens. That's where a lot of negative things could spawn from that. So I don't think that the government should just make your life super easy because then you're not going to do anything. You're not going to amount to anything. But there are certain things that I think should be reformed, education system, I think healthcare, like there should be these things that are made easier and less stressful for people in society um, to make it, like you said, uh, more realistic or more opportunity for people to flourish. Like there should be a certain ground floor that I think if you're a U.S. citizen or whatever, or in that whatever, like you're not, le- you're never going to be less than this. You should be able to live somewhere. You should be able to, if you're sick, be taken care of, and you should be able to have food, right? I think those are inalienable things that our country should be able to like take care of those things. Mm. Now, does that mean like I know <laughs> I have somebody that works with the homeless uh, population, and she's able to get people housing, and they're like, no, I need to be closer to the beach, not in the city kind of thing. Like, all right, like, nah, this isn't like you're going to be able to just pick and choose where you live. But like, you should be able to, like certain basics, necessities should be taken care of in a country like this. I think that a lot of the reason why that hasn't happened is because we're not focused on us as much. They just sent trillions of dollars or billions of dollars to Ukraine to help them cover their retirement when there's like people here that can't pay for rent or can't like are homeless, can't eat, don't have proper health care, all that kind of stuff. To me, that's like that's a that's a that's a lack of leadership type thing. Because those conversations aren't even happening. Our president's just like, nah, that's what we should be doing. 
It's like, nah, I want somebody that's like, you know what? Maybe if we could send this money over there, we should probably take this money and send it because I'm walking. I was, where was I yesterday? I went to Woodland Hills to a restaurant out there. Woodland Hills, I thought, was super nice, right? Like I, I compared to in the valley, right? Where's mm-hmm. Woodland Hills? Woodland Hills is. It's next to um. It's next to e- Eagle Rock. Sorry, not Eagle Rock. Um, no, yeah. that's east. It's no, south. I'm sorry, it's, it's the, south, but it's like like Woodland Hills, like to, the next to the Tarzana Mall. Yeah, oh, exactly. Okay, okay. But Woodland Bottom Hills, you yeah. think of like people there have money and stuff like that. The houses mm-hmm. there are more expensive, all that kind of stuff. So I went to Ruth Chris Steakhouse. It's, okay, it's by money. the Woodland. It's by the Woodland Hills Mall. The Woodland Hills Mall is abandoned. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. There's a Ruth Chris right there, which is obviously super nice restaurant, in a parking lot that looks like it's about to be demolished. Mm-hmm. Mm. Across the street from Ruth Chris, we're about ten to fifteen tents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, this is crazy. You're going to a place which is like minimum for two people. I think a bill with tip and everything was like two hundred fifty dollars. Right. So two hundred and fifty dollars across the street is homelessness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is incredible that that's possible in in a country like this. I find it really hard to blame government for that. And I I, I think that uh, something else that I would love a a future leader to offer is a sense of um, hope. And I say that mainly because... I really feel like people don't think that they're offering anything to the world. And it makes me sad when all I hear is people wanting to live a life that's just YOLO, like chilling, you know, like I just want to go on vacation. Yeah. I just want to travel. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to, but it's like, I wish that there was more of a sense of like, Dude, if we just do all of this together, you don't understand what it takes to make a pencil. Okay. And I say that because there's a study that that showcases like where everything comes from to make this one pencil. And you may think that your stop on the on the bus is like not important, but it is. And 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 a desire to like want to do more. There's this kind of negative feeling that it's all going down. It's a downhill thing and you know we got to break the whole thing and destroy it you know but but i i I kind of want to have somebody who's going to be like look the future is not grim it's bright but it's going to take all of us to operate at our finest together to desire more to want more to want to put that effort in and not just want to do anything but really find a passion and serve that and then you're you'll be more surprised at how many people around you it positively affects than you wanting to just bow out and tap out. Sure, you know that's another thing that I would want from. Yeah, I think it would change just the mentality if they felt like purpose and value, right? Like, you know, if you feel like there's a reason for you to be here, then you're more motivated to do things. When you don't feel like it, anything matters, yeah, you're less motivated, right? But I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Well, on our last topic today, we can either talk about Steve Harvey male enhancement 
polyamorous people or that's not um, like a one sentence or, <laughs> <laughs> Steve get a man <laughs> I mean we, a long time ago this is the mustache uh, or uh, Chris Brown versus Usher what 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 were what we at right now time wise 54 let's do the um, let's do the Steve Harvey one okay give it to me alright so Steve Harvey was on Uncle Shay Shay's so um, <laughs> it's a podcast. So he was being interviewed, and whatever I think, it is, yeah. Um, anyway, so it's Shannon Sharp's podcast. Mm. So uh, he uh, he was asked. I don't know what the question was. I just saw the clip. But Steve Harvey said that the problem with young men now is that they're too focused on what women bring to the table. And that men shouldn't be worried about what women bring to the table. They're able to give birth to children. So it doesn't matter what they bring to the table because they're able to do that. Men should be worried about themselves and what they could provide for the for the woman before they focus on um, what women could bring to the table. It doesn't matter what women could bring to the table. And I'm paraphrasing. But that was summing, summing up what he said. I'm very interested into what you think. <laughs> Why me? I don't know. I'm just interested. Because you're an interesting fellow. You just never know what I'm going to say. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Sunil, you first. Go ahead. Well, I think that there's a there's truth to it. You know what I mean? I do think that whenever it comes to a relationship, the man should always focus on what he could. Like, is his ducks in order before he starts demanding other things? Like... Are you able to provide? Are you able to, um, like, are you, have you done everything you need to do to put yourself in a position to be able to create the life that you want to have? However, do I think that that means the woman that I'm going to be with doesn't have to bring anything to the table? No. Like, I'm not here. I want someone that's going to be able to be of value to the vision. Hopefully the vision is the same for me and my partner type of thing. But bringing to the table doesn't mean how much money you're bringing or how much, uh, you know, materialistic stuff you bring. But support, um, are you making my life easier? Are you making it more stressful, more difficult? Um, you know, whenever, if I am emotionally needing something, are you able to, you know, fill that void or help me through certain situations, stuff like that. I think all that stuff is important to think that just any woman could be, is, 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 is going to be all right. As long as I could take care of all the bills and all that kind of stuff, I think is naive. So yeah, I don't think that women could just go through this world feeling like they don't have to work on themselves. They could just, any woman should be able to get any man because the men shouldn't worry about what I, I think it's naive to think that men shouldn't have standards is all I'm saying and from that conversation it seemed like Steve Harvey was saying man you shouldn't have any standards you should be able to just handle any type of situation and I think that's uh, bad advice and you're smirking so I can't wait <laughs> to hear what Kelby has to say well what's the value of a woman that can't bear kids Mm, so you're saying Steve Harvey may have minimized the value of a woman to just being a birthing person? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what, in your context, yeah. That's what <laughs> right? And because the way that you reworded the way you it, maneuvered that. 
Is, yeah, that's uh, what it sounds like. That's kind of what he said, though, because he said because they can bear kids, right? You don't have to. They don't have to do anything else. It's the rest is on you. But what happens if they can't bear kids? So is that another man? I don't think that was the focus, though. I think the focus was you need to work on yourself before you can start expecting so much from others. I think that was what the is the focus. so much. What do you mean? What is the so much that you can expect from others? What is it? I don't know. Whatever he was talking about. Yeah, exactly. He made his point. It's because they can bear kids. Right. That's her sure. job. Sure. So if her job is bearing kids, your job is paying for it. Mm. But it's never that simple. If you think about the point of the, the whole topic, like, what do you bring to the table? Mm. Right? Why is that even a phrase? Well, what you bring to the table is like, okay, when you're by yourself, we as men, right, probably as young men, we eat terribly, right? We eat terribly. If I'm going to just turn it into a real, um, uh, um, like, real tangible thing, we we can eat crap all the time, right? But then we meet somebody else who fulfills us, right? And then all of a sudden we learn new things. They fulfill us. They change how we see the world. They, 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 they. they Add in parts to us that we didn't totally understand. So now the meal has actually changed. Like mm. now you're eating greens and veggies Ooh. and all these things, right? Steak and chicken. Yeah, right. Exactly. Seasoned. Because right? you're just like, oh, wow, this health conscious person is in my life yeah, now. Just peanut butter. Right. I was just yeah, just quesadillas. Right? Quesadillas. Right? I was eating Captain Crunch for 25 right. years of my life. And then all of a sudden somebody comes cinnamon in and, toast, they, and, and they change the meal, right? So- I'm not here to diminish the value that another person has to bring to this table mm -hmm. to diversify my meal, to complete me as a person. What he is saying is too simple. This is a guy who's on his like fifth marriage. Right. Okay. That is not the value of a woman to just be here and just, hey, man, I can have your babies. You go out there and bring the bacon. Right. It's stupid. It's dumb, and it's a, it's a testament to why you you may be financially okay, but your situation is in shatters, bro. And and mainly, you probably found somebody who can handle that, who can handle you at whatever that is, or settle. Yeah, or or they're just satisfied. Like, okay, mm -hmm. he thinks that way. At least he makes a hundred million dollars, right. and that's fine. I can handle that, but. We're in an age where we've reformed how we can think. And if I'm looking for a woman, I'm not looking for somebody who has the best uterus. Like, yeah, that that's great. But that's such a small piece of what somebody can do to fulfill you as a man. If they if if you need somebody who can help you financially, then that's that situation. If you need somebody who can help you emotionally, that's that situation. If you can get somebody who can help you on both. Now, all of a sudden, we're having a whole different conversation. I just think it's super primal. It's like a primate thinking, like a, like a, you know, an an animal yeah. that just thinks like, oh, they only have this one purpose. No, are are they allowed to speak? They, do, you know what I mean? It's just silly. <laughs> you you want to know? Like you sparked something, and I'm glad you went off like that because if I was a if if. So I think most people would look at that and maybe think that men got offended or, or mm -hmm. like, but if I'm a woman, I would look at that and feel offended, not only for what you said, but also like, why would I want to be 
uh, it wouldn't attract me or wouldn't excite me to be with somebody that doesn't have any expectations of me. And what I mean by that is like, if if anybody could fill this role, then I don't want it. Yeah. Right? Then what's the value of that? I would much rather feel like, and that even coming from a, uh, a male perspective, like whoever I end up with, I would hope that it, anybody couldn't be in my role. Like you're not going to just marry anybody. You're going to marry somebody that you feel like is the epitome of what you're looking for. And the only way you could be the epitome of something is if you have standards or if you're bringing something to the table that is better than anybody else that has brought anything to that same table. I like the shit that you put on this table and it's better than, and it's not, nothing, nobody can bring anything else to this table that's better than the stuff you're bringing. Isn't that the type of relationship everybody wants to be in? Or do they want to be in the type of relationship where it's like, it doesn't matter because I brought everything on this table, so it doesn't matter what you bring to the table because it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. I don't think any woman wants to not matter. Like, any girl could be here as long as whatever. And I, Yeah, I agree with you. Steve, I mean, you stupid for that one, bro. That was very quick that we yeah. were like, well, he said this. And then everyone was like, fuck you. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I already thought it was stupid, but I was only thinking from my perspective as yes. a man. But when you bring the woman's perspective, the I'm script. even more offended. Steve Harvey, I'm offended for all... Uh, Human beings. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to work with you, Steve. Uh, no. I don't know. You said some questionable things Kel- too. So. Kelby out here for the dollars. You know, Kelby always gonna take it to right, some capitalism. Right, right. I mean, look, Kel- I- Kelby ain't into burning bridges. Yeah, he might, he might undo some nails of that bridge, but he gonna make boards. sure the stability is still there. I do think that Steve Harvey does have good thoughts here and there, but. That old old man way of thinking. That's very, very antiquated. Yeah, you know, it's it's that's that when I get home, have my steak ready for me. I do yeah. like what you said though. Why do we have the phrase bring it to the table? It's very much it's a communal thing. It's a very that's, that's what a relationship is. It's a mm-hmm. relationship. There's mm-hmm. two people coming mm-hmm. together and working together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a product of a single mother who is one of five sisters who for the majority all had to raise their kids by themselves with their own jobs, with their own this, where there was, there was not a lot of support. That's not a relationship. Yeah. That's not how that works. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's very antiquated thinking. Oh, I'm only here to have the kid. Yeah. You do everything else. Well, the man didn't do everything else in this situation. You know what I mean? You know? So it's like, and if you thread the needle even more, imagine being the dad that is just like, I'm only here to put the food on the table. Hey, get out of here. I'm not taking care of the kids. I'm yeah. not changing a diaper. It's like, you know, it's just old, animalistic, silly talk that's made right. for us yeah. to have a comment about it. Yeah. But like, I mean, I wouldn't take it to the extreme because I think there are certain relationships that work very, very well. Now, is it all like... the woman, 0% the man. I think that's like extreme. And I'm sure there's situations that are like that. Like I come from my parents. My mom did probably most of the quote unquote raising because my dad was working. But my dad played a huge role in in bringing me up and all that kind of stuff. But my mom's role in the house was cooking, cleaning, taking care of us, taking us to school, taking us to all the sports events, all that kind of stuff. And I know even right now, you know, um, some of my best friends in their marriages it's very like it's very much home homemaker brings home the bacon but when it says bring to the table i think 
that term, if it's only talking about materialistic things, mm-hmm. that's when it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there, there's so much value that can't necessarily be a do- necessarily dollar signs are attached to it. It can't be and quantified. It quantified, exactly. That's a better way. But that should be on the table as well. Emotional support. Like being able to come home from a bad day and your wife isn't out there like making your life harder is like yo let's talk about it let me be your cheerleader sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you got to be the whip sometimes you the cheer like knowing what, how to, what you mean by whip you know a little bit of like just like get your ass up oh. and be you okay. i know you was thinking a little sexual with your nasty freak no side. i was thinking about slavery <laughs> i was thinking sexual <laughs> well, I'm glad all genres are taking yes. care of. We're a whip. All representatives. We got sexual. We got obviously the worst part of society type of stuff. And um, yeah, but you know, I think all relationships can work as long as both people are on the same page, same vision. I think vision is very important. So last week, we're going to end in a second, but last week we spoke about being 40. Wow. And single and having a pack with somebody and saying, uh, what, you know, if we're both 40 and single, yeah. will we get married? Have, number one, have you ever done that? Of course. How many of those do you have in rotation currently signed contracts? I don't So I was, I was thinking about this on my own without like, before I even saw that you guys were talking about it. And I was just like, dang, I was like in bed. And I was just like, man, I used to back in the day have all these packs with different people. Like once you hit 40, you know, you do it as a joke. It was never serious. Well, in November, I'm turning 40 mm-hmm. and I'm not married or anything like that. So I'm like, dang. So everybody in my high school that were making all these packs, like it's time to cash out pretty soon. Like this is the year people could cash in on that stuff. Like everybody's turning 40 in my graduating class or that went to high school with me. Um and I was just like, dang, we used to say that as a joke because nobody really expected to ever be right, at that right, age right. And, and single. And I'm like, dang, I'm about to be that age and single. And I don't remember anybody I had the pack with. Uh, Not a single person. Maybe like one or two, maybe, but like they're married. So, okay, so pack is broken. Yeah. Pack so is like they, yeah. you know, you can't cash in on that. No, right. you can't. So there's but anybody, new- you know, Foothill High School, class of 2001. Anybody remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, even if we Call didn't now. make it, you know, like just know <laughs> your I mean, boy's doing his part. Is all I'm trying go. to say. Would you cash in on it at all? Like somebody from Foothill, you know, 2001, they're just like, "Yo, Sunil, I, I'm here." <laughs> my my, my Kelby question is, what she look like? <laughs> uh, see, there you go. What she bring it to the table? Oh no. oh no! He's transforming as we speak. Thanks for listening to this episode. We had a really good time. Yes, we did. Uh, we'll be back next week on this episode of NPR. Just kidding. You it's spelled M O I wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Men on the Internet podcast. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Oh, uh, actually, wait. Um, if you're listening to this um, on YouTube, please like this video. Drop a comment. I don't care what it says. I will respond to you. I promise. Uh, if you're listening to this clip on uh, Instagram or something like that, please. Like it, leave a comment. It's going to help us. It'll help the podcast grow. It'll help us get cool guests on here and all that kind of stuff. So if you love the podcast, show us some love. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Goodbye.
thanks for listening if you like what you saw please make sure to subscribe to us on instagram at moi podcast and please check us out on our youtube channel by searching men on the internet network